Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ruined. It's Hallie. And Allison. And we are back at it again with our this one's themes. Being a teen is no good. It's no good. So it's hard. It's very hard. It's so so hard. Shout out if you're a team listening to this. We really feel for you. This is the scariest time in your life. I hope. I mean, it was for me, I think. I mean, I feel like my 30s, I definitely sob less in general. So I feel like that's to me is like every decade I've cried less. So that's been great. That's a good measurement. Uh, just to see kind of how things are going, is the amount of sobbing that you're putting in every right. decade. Like when I was a baby, I cried all the time. And now I yeah. haven't cried in, God, I mean, a couple months. I'm trying to think. Oh, wow. Yeah. No pressure like not to cry. Crying is good, but just No, crying case. is great. But if, if you are constantly being driven to tears by things in your life, perhaps uh, you're in a tough stage. And that stage is probably being a teenager. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, we're telling um, horrifying, awkward, memorable, scarring teen stories this month. So I'm going to tell one of mine. Mm-hmm. Again, I did not do a lot of cool stuff. We went to Denny's. We we drank Dr. Pepper and watched American Idol. Like, my friends were very, we weren't out having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. We were very mild-mannered. Um, so I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about something related to our church. So I worked as a receptionist at our church, you know, just after school. And... Um, the at a certain point in time, I was sort of talked into taking part in like like a weekend where like adults come and you know mm-hmm. like study the Bible and you know you sort of have this like weekend seminar you know mm-hmm. at the church and they're like well we need someone to um, you and this other girl, teenage girl who I went to school with we need you to put on like a little skit you know we gotta have something to break it up it can't be the Bible the whole time. So I was like, all right, I guess so. But basically, I'd be performing in front of, well, now I would love to, but performing in front of a bunch of religious people's parents that I didn't know, which for some reason really intimidated me. Like, I performed at school, I was fine. But it's like, this is a religious setting. And so what I ended up having to be a part of was um, we had to put on mime, like clown makeup, and then we did like a mime. (laughs) One of us was a clown, I believe I was a clown hobo with a bindle. And I oh, met up okay. with another clown. We were both hobos, Allison. And Great. we had to take, open the bindle and there was bread. And then we had to do sort of a clown hobo um, last supper. And we did it to the okay. strains of sending the clowns. So I'm like burning with humiliation because I'm like, that is this is no good. And no. at one point I look at the audience, which again are all people's parents from where I went to high school. And everyone is totally stone-faced, like not even smiling. I was like, oh no, we must be eating shit. Like we must, this must be like just so awkward and awful. And then by the end of it, I look over the audience and I realize, oh, they're not stone-faced, they're crying. So everyone is sobbing. They're so moved by this vignette. And I was like, this is the power (laughs) of theater. So we went out, we, we ended up on top after all. But wow, in the moment, I could see that being just, and like all the lead up of like, we have to do this. It's not going to go well. Yeah. And like, just feeling like, well, I know it's for a good cause and like, it's for the church. So I don't feel like I can say no. And also, yeah, they probably, who else is going to say yes to this? Like as a teenager, like this is humiliating. Yeah. 
but no, no we one. really pulled it off. So um, thank you. Mrs. Papelka, I believe, is the woman who asked me to do it. You were right. We did a great job. I mean, it sounds like you nailed it, uh, though that still sounds traumatizing. It definitely stays with me, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, clearly, if you're still thinking about it today in your late 30s, that it must be must be stuck in there. And then uh, we've got a movie this week that's definitely going to get get you stuck in there. Um, it's going to get you stuck in something. Um, some delicious hot melty wax because we are, of course, doing House of Wax starring the one and only Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. And it, she's great oh, in it. I mean, a film debut? Was this her first movie? It feels right. And we will not look it up. So, yes, nope, it I refuse to fact check on this podcast. It's an incredible movie. I think we had so much fun talking about it. We did record this uh, in the era before this podcast was so uh, sleek and polished and fine-tuned as it hear, you hear it today. This was when we were figuring out what it is. Uh, so the audio quality may be different. Pacing may be a little bit different, but it's a classic ruined episode from start to finish. So you guys are going to enjoy it so much. And you're also going to enjoy uh, that we will continue to remind you guys that August 29th, we are doing our first online live show. So make sure you get tickets because we're going to ruin the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan, which is in theaters around now, if not by the time you're listening to this now. And we want to we wanna honor the box office rules. We don't want to give away uh, the twistiest director's twist uh, while the movie is still in theaters and people kind of only might see it for that. So if you want to know about Old, you got to come to the live show. We're going to Put on some sweatpants, pour ourselves some cocktails. Yeah, please have wear a good your old pajamas. Time. Yeah, do wear your not, PJs. It's do a PJ not show. Have a stitch of makeup on your face. We won't allow it. I swear to God, if your jeans, if you're wearing jeans, you're out. We're kicking you out. Just but also, kidding. I want to be clear: we in. can't see you, and we'll not be anyway nope. able to verify what you're wearing. So wear whatever you want. Not at all. But uh, there might be some ability to ask some questions. I'm not quite sure. We're still uh, figuring out the you nuts know and bolts. Us. We but don't it's know nothing. Be we know nothing. We could barely plug in our computers. We don't know how to do this. So um, <laughs> tickets and more details are available at momenthouse.com slash ruined. And uh, we hope to see you, though I guess, again, we won't see you. No, uh, any the live show. Yes. August 29th. You'll see us. You'll see us. You'll get to see us. And until that time. Enjoy House of Wax. We love you. We love you. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Allison Leiby. And I'm Hallie Kiefer. We're here to ruin a horror movie for you. I love them. I hate them. Uh... But I need to know what happens, which is why Hallie tells me the plot to all of them. Your burning desire to know. I must, information is probably the only thing I need in my world. Like, I just need to know everything wow, about like everything. Really big, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love, like, it's information, brutal. bro. Yeah. It is the ultimate power. But it's like, I do need to know the twists and turns and, like, how things end. But I don't want to have to sit through the horrors of people getting murdered. Or well, worse, I almost ult- murdered. I have the ultimate power, which is knowledge about the 2005 horror movie House of Wax. I mean, can we call it a horror movie? I was not scared by the trailer. 
What, what, were, what were your thoughts and feelings based on this? So, of course, I watched the trailer for all of these and then refrained from reading what the end is because I would rather have Hallie tell Thank me. Thank you. Uh, in, if I thought about you read the end, I'd be like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, but also, like, what are we doing anyway? <laughs> right. I mean, that's still a question that can remain. <laughs> a giant question mark on our existential existence. Um, so I did watch the trailer for House of Wax, which I feel like I was instantly transported back to a very important cultural era, which is the mid-aughts. 2004 to 2007, baby. Oh, I mean, is anything better than that era visually? I mean, we have, I mean, I think some of the most important cinema of the history of recorded sound and visuals. Certainly the best fashion. I mean, getting Brandon what's his name, to call Lindsay Lohan a fire crotch on TV before oh. driving away in his sports car. Name a movie that's better than that pop culture moment. You know, and for the for the kids out there. Brandon Davis. There, there are some children, hopefully, that are listening to this. Am I told I need people in their early 20s? So yes. Yeah. simply have no, have no, no connection to this time period. This was the Wild West of the internet, honestly, and of pop culture. It's such an important era. And it, people were writing things. Now, you, I mean, you'd have to be sent to prison, right? You wrote these things on the internet. Oh. About celebrities. And, Perez well, Hilton just drew dicks ejaculating on different famous women. And everybody, like, ha- people heralded it as comedy. This is, uh, the bar was so low. And as a result, when the bar is low, it's easy to rise. And who rose to the top? Mr. Perez Hilton. <laughs> The star of uh, House Wax, and this really was her heyday. We were looking it up. Yes, it is after the Simple Life, her reality show. No, this is yes. It's after the Simple Life, and it's after uh, in between the Simple Life and this movie was her infamous night vision sex tape. And that really was there. I mean, and, you know, and I know that Kim Kardashian has an empire now, but also started out in a similar way. And and for those younger than us. Having a sex tape was a moment in history. It was entree into a new level of fame. And it works. You could become a fucking millionaire if you're willing to just have some... Get railed on video. And I've not seen them. I've seen clips, you know, like... I've just seen moments. You know, and I believe me, I think at one point I'm sure I looked for them. Oh, there's a time Every where, human being searched for them. Right, now we have more of a morality. I think the fappening sort of brought us into the new era. Well, I think that, like, we didn't understand the concept of... Pri- at this point in history, the concept of privacy was vaguer than it is now. And people were writing... And celebrity. Like, and this is also, like, Gawker, like, Exogen, maybe that's a little later, but, like, people were writing stuff on the internet. It's delisted. Like, it's the superficial. It's go fuck yourself. It's all of the, yes. the gossip. It's, like, the laney gossip. Internet. We didn't understand. We didn't think of the internet as something that it As what forever. it is. And as a result, we've all seen Paris Hilton's vagina. We've all seen Britney Spears... Everybody, like, nobody sure. got out of an SUV without showing their cooch. And that was, the that was part of, like, their, the entree into fame. This was intentional. I know we were all supposed to be like, that's how you all knew. was whatever, oh, it just happened. Bitch. I, uh, that's how you knew you were making it. That's how you made it. That's how you made it. And is so you wore a short, short dress and no underwear, and you got out of an Escalade and then at your a nightclub. If Lindsay Lohan is in a screaming fight with you in an Escalade. I mean, then you've really, you've arrived. Exactly. Um, the fashion of this era is super important to me. Super. It's like a lot of like, it's like trash. It's Fred Siegel. It's Kitson. It's It's like white, it's white beater with mini skirt, but like a big chunky bead necklace. Everyone's blonde was the wrong for their skin color. And like, it was every kind of blonde. Flat irons ruled the day. 
trucker hats. Did you already say that? Uh, no, we did not already say trucker hats. We've been drinking. And baby Ashton Kutcher was dating everybody. Everybody, including Jimmy Moore. Was and that the beginning of their... But they were together for such a long time. They were together for a long time. But yeah, I think that was their hating around about... And everybody was just... the celebs of that time yeah. who knew what to do. They knew how to leverage this... this this, this un- nothingness into somethingness. Right, they and were no setting one, the trends, and we, because things were so lawless, were like, I guess that's what we're doing now. And no one did this better than Paris Hilton. Than Paris She, as, as dumb as we all know in our heart of hearts that she is, she's kind of smart. But you know, and I will say as a, as a woman, but there was a certain thing at a time where they're like, Paris Hilton, as if like this was going to ruin her life. Like, she's out here being a slut, whatever, whatever. this is going to ruin her life. Bitch, she's doing better than she ever did. First of all, what is there to ruin? Her only claim to fame was being a rich girl who likes to party. It's not like she's like, oh no, now I'm like a defamed, like, scientist? Like, who cares? Right, but that was always a threat. There was always a lingering threat. Then looking back where it's like, none of that happened. Like, everything turned out fine. Everyone either aged out of it or, like, culture changes to where we're like, you just weren't showing off your coochie. She's kind of irrelevant now. She's a joke, but she's also... A she's a rich DJ. She's a DJ. I think she's married, maybe, or not. I don't know. I think she was engaged to a, what I believe to be a swindler. I don't know if I can They're really all say swindlers. That, but they broke up. They okay. broke up. But, like, she recorded a song or two. She's I still I mean, a, rich I as hell. She had a bop. I mean, Stars Are Blind is not a bad song. Yeah. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm a Stars Are Blind truther. Right. Oh, yeah, Heidi Montag. The whole era of, like, if you were famous, you had... I could do nine episodes of a podcast it? just about this. If you were a famous, you had to show, you were showing your vagina to the press, you were getting a ton of work done, your clothes were hideous, and you had one or two songs that looking back pretty good. Like, in comparison to kind of what is heralded as good music now, Absolutely. which perhaps I'm just too old to understand. Absolutely. That those were like summer pop songs. Exactly. Not every song was about having clinical depression, which I love and I do, <laughs> but you know what I mean? And let me tell you, nobody parties harder than Paris Hilton in House of Wax. So I do have a quick question as we get... Absolutely, you have a question? I I mean, I actually have nine million questions about this movie. Go ahead, hit me. Like, do you think there was a plan to... Because this movie is... Is this movie based on a different movie? It is a remake. It's a remake. So do you think there was a plan to revive this movie and then Paris got all this fame and they were like, well, let's put her in it because people will see it. Or do you think that people were like, we need something, we need a vehicle for Paris Hilton because it'll be a cash cow. Why don't we just do this movie? I 100% believe this movie was already in production. It was already happening. Okay. So to be fair, I could have done this research and I didn't, and I'm sorry. Well, why would you have even known that this was a question? I mean, there's so many questions. You had to do the heavy lifting of watching it. And I think they were, yeah, I think they were remaking it and they're like, "Uh, you know who we got? Fucking Paris Hilton, the most famous woman in the world for the next 18 months. But also like, who didn't get this role because Paris Hilton got it? So many women. Like, I want to know what the sh- what like the casting sheet was. Hot blonde, willing to take off their clothes. Oh, so like literally. <sighs> for anyone who was like also going in for like American Pie or sure, you know what I mean? your Tara Reads. Yes, your Tara Reads, and who also is I think great and would have been great in this. But yeah, all, you know all those blondes went in and they're like, oh, of course, of course, it's gonna be Paris. And I want to be clear. I don't think she's bad in this movie. It feels... Like, I don't think she's bad at all. Like, campy horror, which is yes. what I think this is, Yeah, is right for her. Because exactly. wasn't she in another movie, too, that was, like, a sorority? Um, I only know Repo, the genetic opera. <laughs> <laughs> we can look up 
we can look up her IMDb. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to, like, uh, deep dive into her filmography. If she has been in, well, of course, she's on the hottie and the naughty. We all know that. I mean, everybody knows if that. If she has been in our horror movie, we will do it on this. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, I guess and we can find it out later. I would like you to just dive in. I watched Great, this we'll do it. trailer. Make I sure. laughed. Is that a child or a sequel? It's not like a sequel. We have to talk. <laughs> Doing a horror podcast and have somebody start screaming. <laughs> House of Wax. Written by, oh boy, I'm going to try to pronounce the director's name, Jaime Colette Serra. I apologize to him. Um, I think he did a phenomenal work. He actually did Orphan, the 2009 oh, horror movie, which we should, also we, really on this podcast. I fucking love that movie. And um, he also did The Shallows with Blake Lively, where she's trapped on a... Oh, wait. We should do... I'm too scared to see that movie. Right. Well, de- well, definitely. He's, I mean, he's definitely got a lot of work that I think is absolutely going to be on this podcast. I mean, um, and welcome then, welcome to our universe. Um, House of Wax. Uh, we've got some real names. We've got um, Eliza Cuthbert. Is that you pronounce her name? I Sure. Eliza Cuthbert, Chad Michael Murray, any one of the... Alicia early- Cuthbert? Okay, oh. Sam is... Sam. Is, Producer is, Sam. Is Sam. Wait, what is it again? Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert. Great. Um, Does she have dark hair? Um, yeah, well, kind of. Sometimes. She's a brunette because she's gonna live. Spoiler <laughs> uh, alert, bitch. They had to tone down the blonde because she was going to survive. Her hair is so blonde you can barely see it. Yeah, it's basically translucent. Um, so she plays Carly. Okay. Um, her brother, Nick, is Chad Michael Murray. Anyone in the early 2000s remembers him. Paris Hilton plays Paige. Jared Page. It's Paige. such a perfect name. They're like, exactly. they're like, don't stray too far from her world. Yeah. She can only play so many degrees from you Paris. You know it was just Paris in the script and they were like, just change this another P name. Yeah, they did like a search replace. Um, Jared Padalecki, who I don't remember, is Wade. John Abrams, who I've seen in stuff as Dalton. And then Dalton. Robert, of course there's a Dalton in this movie. And then Robert Richard as Blake, who plays Paris's um, boyfriend. And he's been in a ton of stuff. And a, most of their scenes are them just fucking making out. And honestly, I want a spinoff where it's like their lives. Like they finally get out of Florida. By the way, this is a Florida, Louisiana film. Of course it is. Uh, open on a bubbling cauldron of wax. And a woman is making a wax mask. It's 1974, 30 years before the release of okay. this movie. Um, the woman and her husband have two sons. You don't see their faces. One of the sons is very well behaved. The other one is a monster. He's a horror with a sociopath. Okay. And they have to strap him into his um, crazy 70s high chair. Oh, God. And they're you know that that's, yeah, exactly. obviously already a torture situation. Right, so you see the wax, and then you see that they're being abusive towards the son who's already, like, something's going on. So there's twin boys. But the other one is just sitting quietly. You're such a good boy. Oh, no. Just watch me make my wax masks. You know, normal stuff. <laughs> Will you ask your good son to make, watch you make <laughs> wax masks? While you strap there? his brother into a well, high chair? screaming, bleeding brother. It's actually, like, the first scene is actually, like, fucked up. Like, this I, is very traumatic. And I feel like maybe they do that to make you, like, more sympathetic to the, um, well, how should I put this? The wax freaks come up in this film. There's a lot of wax maniacs and wax, wax freaks. So we'll get The that. wax freaks? And there's no other so way to say it. He's not a, his focus is not serial killing, though he actually yeah. does that. Of, I mean, like, his focus is it all wax. Goes. And this is a film that asks, what is scarier than wax? And then answers the question with a resounding nothing. <laughs> they took this director, this this cast, they're like, 
Wax is fucked up, and we will do everything fucked up with it. I mean, they do. They do it. It's not incorrect. Absolutely. Like, have I you mean, ever been to Madame Tussauds? I was just about to have ask you. Have you ever been? I was about to ask you the same question. Absolutely I, not. I, I, I am never. I'm scary. I'm never going to go stand in a room of a bunch of wax people whose eyes don't close because they're not alive, but, like, not mm-hmm. even if it's people you know, like Tom Hanks, but he's dressed as uh, what's his name? Forrest Gump. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Forrest Gump. You're not even saying you, you know. No, I don't even want a friendly wax figure. I don't want an adorable dog. I don't. I don't want anything made of wax. I, I completely agree, and I think that that is leveraging that terror. And we do that terror where you look at something and for a second you're like, oh, a human, and then you see it's dead wax eyes and it's <laughs> dead wax skin. You're like, no, dead. Wa- we gotta get out of this town. Yes. It's really, wax is disgusting and terrifying. The only uh, non-terrifying application of wax that I've ever experienced in my life was the mid-90s uh, height of candles. Um, oh, yeah. And, when those candle. can- and those candles that, like, you know, they were like a wax pattern, and you light it, and it looks like a lantern, and then sometimes there were wizards that were, like, pastel and rainbow. I want to be clear. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no memory <laughs> you of this. Don't. I love that you're like, you know that thing, those wizard candles that... Somebody knows. They were like, we well, can buy them at gift shops. We need a handwritten letter to the show if you remember the wizard candles. <laughs> of the mid-90s. Of the mid-90s. You definitely... <laughs> is this from, like, Spencer's gifts? Like, very no. I don't know. It was like, there was always like a kiosk in a mall that like... Okay, I understand what you're saying. You know what I'm talking about. When you enter a mall, the kiosk is like, who has ever bought this? And it's like, well, Allison's family. They were a thing. I know many people who were part of... It was the whole... It was an era... Maybe it was not in the Midwest and it was in the Northeast. I'm sorry. It's probably there now. So, again, uh, what's her name? Eliza Cuthbert. Alicia? Alicia Cuthbert plays Carl. Sam, we're sorry. We've been Sam drinking. Sam a huge vote of her, and that's why we're apologizing. I'm sorry. It's just that her name is spelled slightly wrong for every version of the name. Does yes. that make sense? It absolutely. It is Italian. No one has ever pronounced it right. And so I, I understand that. Yes. Also, I still, I still don't remember what we just said. Her name <laughs> in the movie is Carly. I will only be calling her Carly. I think she's phenomenal. She's a happy endings lover. She's great in that. So sure. Carly... Um, they're in Florida. I'm assuming Tallahassee. They're kind of, it's kind of, so, okay. so, uh, she and her best friend, Paris Hilton, um, who again, I'm going to use mom roles and only call her Paris Hilton. Yeah, no, I mean, no one would even, I mean, Paige, no, yeah. we're not doing that. So, um, so are they, how old are they? These they characters? They're supposed to be, um, kind of the same as it follows, except they're played by who are five to seven years older. So Paris Hilton is 27 playing 20. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, um. So Carly is going up to, is telling Paris Hilton about her internship. So I'm assuming it's like after freshman year of college. Okay. So she has an internship at InStyle Magazine. Whoa. And it's sort of like, wow, I'm going to the big city. And her boyfriend, Wade. <laughs> Tallahassee? <laughs> well, from no, Tallahassee. She's, going she's from, getting I'm a lot of Florida. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And um, <laughs> right, going to the big city. And so, and her boyfriend, she's with her boyfriend, Wade, Jared Paladecki. And Wade doesn't, he's like, What's wrong with that Florida life? You know also, I mean? Wade. Just mm, stay. What a name. So that's sort of the tension in their relationship. Like, he's like, I, I'm I want to stay. She I want to die here. And she's like, <laughs> I, I have an issue with InStyle Magazine. This is 2004 or 5, whatever, when they shot this. InStyle Magazine. The you height. Might, you might as well be working for the CIA. Like, you've got it's, it. It's the height of high culture. Exactly. InStyle Magazine is like a Bible. And they reference InStyle Magazine as if they're talking about the Bible. Like, they talk about yeah. it. It's, it's phenomenal. I think that that's fair. So Carly and her boyfriend, Wade, had that dynamic. And then Paris Hilton and her boyfriend, Blake, 
their dynamic is that like um they're both hot they just fucking make out the entire time and you're like yes well i think the hard the hard thing is like i don't think that paris hilton is like a super sexual sexual person even though like we know her as sex tape and wearing a mini dress and dancing on a bar and kind of doing all of the trappings of having um, a really intense sexuality. Mm-hmm. I get nothing from her sexually. Honestly, I don't. I don't even know if I know any men who. Sam, will you weigh in on this? Would you the fuck one like man in the room? What do you compare something? I mean, I, yeah. Sorry, Scout. Scout the dog is also here. Um, like, are men attracted to her? I just don't. I think people were so excited about the tape because it was new, but nobody was like walking around. Yeah, like, they you know who's in my top right. five before that tape. Right. It's just a right. famous person having sex. It's not like, oh God, this is who I. It's not like right. it was, and I'm going to assume that, but like Salma Hayek or Penelope Cruz, like women who just like yes. exude sexuality. I'm trying to think at the time period. Like, and that time period, right. For me, it would have been, um, oh my God, who is it? Um, Catherine Zeta <laughs> Jones. Yes. Like Chicago era. Yes. To me, where she was just, more. yes. Exactly. Here's the thing. You're wrong. Paris Hilton's actually good at this. And she's Amazing. Robert Richard, who's also, he's in Coach Carter. He's in a ton of stuff. Okay. I don't, I mean, like, I recognize him, but I just don't know if I've seen him in a ton of stuff. They have chemistry. Like, you honestly, like, they're making out. You believe them. It's like a college couple. You know what I mean? Like, they're probably it makes me happy. Color. Like, I'm glad yes. that that's the case. I'd um, rather that be the case than Paris be, like, dead fish. Like, oh, this is exactly what we thought we would get from her. It's I fun that it's surprisingly good. I would argue that she is playing Dead Fish, but also, like, you knew that girl in college. Like, Dead yes. Fish in this, like, everyone else is so amped and so animated, and she's just, like, the hot girl is like, I'm not going to the woods, it smells bad. You're like, yeah. Yeah, that's that girl. a girl I knew. That's a real girl. Like, that's a Paris Hilton. I'm not doing that. Absolutely. Good for and, her. And honestly, she has some instincts that she should have followed in this movie. As, a, as the hot, sort of, dead pan girl, she should have not followed her more animated friends. I have to say... I'm on Paris Hilton's side in history. Absolutely. And it makes me happy that this is not, like, a disaster. This isn't, like, no. a disaster where, like, no. d- did she get a Razzie? Is this a Razzie movie? Or no? If they did, I don't think it ruined it. I don't. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that makes me happy. Anyway, so, so her dynamic with, with her boyfriend, Blake, is that, of course, they're having a, she's having a pregnancy scare and, like, doesn't know when to tell him. Oh, no. Because they fuck constantly. Yeah, good for them. They kind of fuck... But at one point, um, Carly says to her, you know, his, his parents are never going to accept you. And they don't say it, but um, Blake is black and Paris Hilton is white. And I'm like, okay. is this like a Florida, like, okay, we're trying to hint at something, but we're never actually going to talk about it. You can't come out and say. Because then I'm like, well, now I'm rooting for their virgin interracial family. Like, yes. I want them to, I want them to have a baby. Well, don't worry, it won't be addressed and we'll never get any closure. So Carly's right. there. And then Carly's dirtbag brother, twin brother, Nick, is there. Played by um, um, Chad Michael Chad Murray. Michael Murray, and then so um, he's supposed to be twins with Alicia Cuthbert. Yes, and you like, kind of see it. Yeah, actually, of all of the Hollywood cat, young Hollywood casting, that's not the worst one I could imagine. Right, and um, and then he brought his du- his dog from Dalton, who's obsessed with Carly, and he has a video camera and is recording everything. Of course, I mean, or something of that era, like recording everything was like, like everybody saw Blair Witch and was like, ah, yes. Yeah, so there's six people in two different cars, and they're driving to the big game. And based on my research, the big game, I believe, is at LSU. Okay. Because I believe they're driving from Florida to Louisiana, but it's never it's never like we're dri- we're from Tallahassee, we're driving to Lafayette. Why wouldn't they give that information unless it's just like S and P legal? I, like you can't say this thing because we don't have clearance. Yes, but the town, as I'm coming to in a minute, the town they eventually end up is supposed is called Ambrose, Louisiana. So we Great. know they are in Louisiana. So I think it's a Florida Louisiana trip. So let's say six hours, right? 
So they're driving. Does this make sense to you, Sam? Are you doing the... Are you crunching numbers? <laughs> are you crunching numbers on the distance between these two shitholes? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why they... Like, who from Florida is, like, a, wants to go to LSU to Baton Rouge? No, they're just going to see, like, a bowl game or something. They're literally just going but to the, see, like... The whatever. college, the big game is Stanford-Cal. So, like... Okay, well, whatever. They're going to the big game. There's no... Oh, okay. I was like, that's... Logic has gone out the window. I do not think Stanford Cal is a big game. I don't even no. know what that is. I'm saying you live in Florida, you're going to Louisiana, that all adds up. Yeah. Unfortunately, the things don't, that don't add up ever. The driving, they try to take a shortcut, the roads. Two close. cars. Two cars. Okay. Blake and Paris Hilton, at, point, at one point you think she's getting a roadhead, but she's actually just picking up a chapstick. Or is she? You don't know. Very funny. And they are sort of like pimping out her sexuality in a way that is both gross and also I loved it. It was, it was like a fun part of the movie. If she's in on the joke, I'm very down for that. I'm, if she's if in she on was it, I not, I know, and we'll never know. And we'll never know. Part of me thinks, based on her career now, she. I was think in she. On it. I think that Paris has low key been in on all of the bits about her. And that's what. And that's what we're saying. Okay, we're as a podcast, we're taking a stand that Paris Hilton is and was always in, in on. On the bit. In on the joke. So, yada, yada, yada. So they're driving, and eventually it's so late. They're like, it's so late. We should just pull over here and go camp in this woods. I mean, who in their right mind has ever been like, we've been driving. I have no idea where we are. What if we slept in the woods? Like, you would definitely drive. And I know this was 2005, so, like, we're behind. Like, we're in sidekick era, not iPhone era. Mm -hmm. And things are a little... You had phones. You, you could call, phone. like, you could get internet. You could call, like, you could find a way to figure out where is the closest hotel. Exactly. So, so they're trying to, they're trying to find, like, some random, you know, campsite. Yeah. And they pass a sign for Trudy's House of Wax. Fun for the whole family. No. Okay, also, that's objectively a lie, even in a non-scary movie. Houses We're, of Wax are not for the whole family. They're for no, no one. And we'll get to that in a minute. It certainly doesn't look fun. It might be for the whole family, but it's not, not fun. a fun one. Um, and so Nick, the 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 brother, to, the twin brother to Carly, he's like this tormented bad boy, but really he's an asshole. Like he got kicked out of school for yeah. stealing a car. He lost a football scholarship. And like at some point, they introduced the idea, basically like. Carly, he and Carly, like, growing up, Carly was, like, the good one, like, the smart mm-hmm. one, like, the good twin, and he mm-hmm. was the bad twin. So he sort of, like, she says to wait. So we have now the parallel twins. Exactly. Interesting. And let me tell you, that's pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so he sort of We've like, solved your, the movie. And, and, you know, and he's like, uh, wh- wh- why not just be bad? Like, that kind of stuff. You're like, all right, dude, you're, like, 20. Like, pull it together, you know? Like... <laughs> But, um, and, and so he and Carly have a lot of resentment and, like, they're trying to, like, hash things out, which I appreciate there's, like, more, you know, stuff going on or whatever. And then they smell something that smells real bad. Oh, no. And let me tell you, that's not, wait, how did she, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, uh, I was going to do a parasol notation. That's hot. That's not hot. That's not hot. That's not hot. So, yeah, so they, you don't know what it smells like, but I'm assuming it smells like, um, you know, rotting cadavers or whatever. So they're camping out in the woods, occasionally smelling a horrible smell. And also the soundtrack is so... Did they have camping equipment just with them? Yes. Because they presume we're not going to bother to stay in a hotel. So they actually... They were going to like tailgate camp. Yeah, it's actually kind of a fun setup. Like they have like, they build a little fire and they have beers. Sure. I get that. Yeah. In an era where there were not serial killers or in a world where there's not serial killers, this would be fun and I would do it every weekend. 
Like you're just in yeah. the woods. I like sleeping friends. outside. Yeah, I think it's super fun. However, unfortunately, I got bad news. Um, a truck shows up and it's like basically like drives up to the camp and it's just like the high beams are on, so everyone doesn't know what to do. This is in the truck. And Nick smack like throws a beer bottle and smashes the headlight. Okay. And the truck drives away. And this is the first of many um um, how do I put this? Um, in a movie like this, mm-hmm. when interlopers come in, mm-hmm. they desecrate things that hillbillies find sacred. In this, he has desecrated absolutely the truck and the truck. And hillbillies, steed, you don't do that. So now there's a <laughs> hillbilly out there that has, it, it, you know, that's like, angry ass. Yeah. Yes. So they drive away and they're like, "Who's that guy, Nick? Why'd you do that?" Whatever, blah blah. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? So they go to sleep. They wake up at 2.30 p.m. the next day. Have you ever heard of What? I mean, I've done that, but it's been nights exactly. that I've done drugs all night. Also, it's not in the middle of fucking woods. No. Somebody's waking the, up at least at 10. In Maybe the woods, you're waking up to, like, the big... Because, like, you're not protected from daylight. Like, you are waking up right. as nature does. Like, at the latest, it's 10 o'clock. It's probably 7 or 8. And there is some footage of somebody's filming them. So we know now that the camera that Dalton had been filming them with... Okay. And if Joe really is right, in other hands. Is in the other hands. Okay, so they go, so basically like, oh shit, it's 2.30, the game's at whatever, 7, we gotta drive. Were they away. drugged? Like, what, was this ever explained or is this just like, they slept late? They slept late. <laughs> they slept late, whatever. So, I okay. guess when you're 20. Right, part of me's like, yeah, we were really hungover. I, I guess. guess. I see it. Maybe they were up really, like, we don't know that they weren't up until 5 I'll doing allow. coke. I, I'll allow it. I'll allow so, it. So, uh, they go to leave. We know Paris likes the late night. I think she do. And so Wade goes to start his car and somebody has cut the fan belt. So there's two cars. One of the cars is out of commission. Wade and Carly decide to st- to try to find... They don't call AAA. They don't call the cops. Nobody calls anyone of any import like they should. But I feel like that is the, like, hallmark of exactly. these movies. Yeah. Where it's like, you have to just be like, we're just gonna wait. Whereas, right. like, we all know in reality that you. What, what I'm ready for is a horror movie where everybody does everything that they would in real life, and it's still. We have to write that one. That's why they said. Okay, fine. So Blake, um, Paris Hilton, uh, Nick, the twin brother, and Dalton are all like, "We're gonna still go to the game. We have to make the game." So they leave, right? So they leave, and then Wade and Carly are there. Are Wade and Carly the couple or the twins? Um, the couple. Okay. So Carly is the female. Right. Twin. Right. Wade is her boyfriend. And let me tell you, I'm just saying this, if this ever happens, if we're in two different cars and they break down and you have to go on, just assume if I stay behind, I'm, I'm dead. Just assume. I will never leave you in the same way that I will always retrieve your severed head. I 
will always bring you with me in my, in my car. Thank you. But if you can't, do not come back into the situation. I want you to be free and escape. Okay. I'm saying if, if I'm in Same. danger, call the cops. Don't you come back. Same. Okay, great. Well, so, it's another pact that we're making on this podcast. Right. So while this conversation is happening, they keep smelling this bad smell. And Parasol's like, I don't like it. It's bad. Right. <laughs> It's not hot. She's like voice of reason, but it's because it's white girl hot. vocal fry, I mean, no one yeah. believes it. And it's so, just people not believing exactly. women. So they follow the stink, and they find Carly falls down an embankment, like you do, <laughs> and finds out what the source of the stink is, which is a just a um, cesspool full of dead, rotting roadkill with a oh. human arm sticking out of it. Oh. And everyone's like, oh my God, cool, but we cool, got to cool, go cool, to the cool, 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 like, cool, cool, like, cool. Not if that happened to you where you just fell down a hill into a slush pile of dead animal carcasses, no. you'd be like, we're not going to the game. We're, we're going to a, We're calling that one and be like, something is happening. And so, anywho, so of course a roadkill, he's, he's, at this point in the film, um, his name is uh, Roadkill Driver, played by Damon Harriman. He's great. <laughs> He's very this I mean, roadkill driver. And he's just jumping off more roadkill. His job is to collect roadkill and throw it in this ravine. Is sort of. this the same truck? What's the name? No. We okay. know it's not. His headlight is fine. It's fine. Okay. So maybe he got it switched. Maybe he got it. We don't, yeah, we don't know, but it's but, not it's not obviously. And I'll be clear, I'm telling you it's not. Okay. Okay. So he's there. <laughs> I'm telling like, you it's not. <laughs> and they're like, sir, there's a human arm in there. And he goes and he pulls it out. It's not a human arm, it's a mannequin. fake arm from a man. Okay. And he's like, Goddamn oh, mannequins. It's really clamoring around. Just because you dispose, I mean, there are many people who have to dispose of roadkill. I'm from a rural area. There are a lot of dead animals people have to dispose of. Yeah, you yeah. Clamor around in it like a goddamn jungle gym and cover yourself in decaying. And it's like, it's a mannequin hand. Meanwhile, he's covered in. It's like just roadkill. rotting raccoon. So the four are like, we're going to go to the game. And Wayne and Carly are like, we're going to get in the car with this guy and drive the. No. Way. No. The nearest town to get a fan belt. The number of times they say fucking fan bill in no. this movie. No. And also, Carly has a cell phone at this point. You call AAA, you call 911, you call 311, whatever the You call your parents, you call anyone. You call anyone and everyone. You do not get in a car. It's so they get in the car with this guy who is, and again, this is not, this is not to say anything mean. Right. About anybody. Sure. I'm just saying, if your job is cleaning roadkill, I bet you are meticulous about not getting it in your car. This guy has roadkill hanging from his fucking rearview mirror. No. There's roadkill everywhere. He has a big bloody knife or whatever. No. So they're obviously very scared of him. He drops him off. The road into town to Amherst, Louisiana is washed out. So, like, we're going to get out here. And he's like, well, whatever. And, you know, he's insulted that, that they, they feel uncomfortable in this car, which is, again, full of dead animals. Strike two, insulting Hillbilly's dignity. Insulting his car full of dead animals. Yeah, it's like, look, cars are important to this exactly. community. And I want to be clear, when I say this hillbilly, I mean, like, this is what the movie is depicting. Like, yes. this is what a small town is. Yes. I know, I'm from a small town. This is not what it's like. <laughs> People are very good about not having roadkill all over their fucking clothes all the time. <laughs> and not being like, you broke my headlight, I'm going to murder you. Exactly. So they go into town, not a lot of people around. And Wade and Carly are looking, they go to the gas station, there's down there, they go up to the church, they open it, there's a funeral going up. And um, a man named Bo comes out, it was like, how, how would you come in here and interrupt a funeral? Like, uh, well, I'll help you as soon as we dump the body in the grave. Like, you're going to be so disrespectful. 
Again, I am from a small town. You're telling me that no funeral has ever been interrupted by someone looking for a fan belt before? <laughs> they didn't bark. This happens every Tuesday. Right, they didn't like they say anything. They weren't like screaming. They literally opened the door like, oh, sorry, and they leave. And he's going to act like, oh, how dare you? And did anyone else, so he, the one person comes out, but everyone else just stays in there? Yeah, they don't move a muscle, Allison. They don't move mm, Well, I did muscle. see the trailer, so I know loosely and what's going on. No. If you had to guess why, why is it that they don't move a muscle, Allison? Um, is that that they're preserved in wax? Do, do, do. Wait, what was that song? How, oh, it be like House of Wax. <laughs> then I found out it's a House of Wax. Yeah, it's a House of Wax. <laughs> what? Oh, you're house, uh, um, what's the house of glass? No, what's the uh, heart of glass? Heart of glass. House of wax. Got a hot house of wax. So of course they're like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the guy comes back. Got a house of wax. Sorry, I screamed at you about the funeral. But if you go away to the gas station, I'm going to be about a half an hour till the funeral's over. And they're like, well, we got a half an hour. What's the one thing in this town we can go to? What's the one thing we know is in this town? Trudy made it. It's the house of wax. Why wouldn't you be like, let's just go sit at a diner? Well, because you're dumb as fuck. Well, yeah. And so, and from now on in the, in the movie, Wade is the one who's disrespectful. Like, they go into the House of Wax, it is terrifying. Of course it is. Every, like, we don't need a horror movie to know why House of Wax is terrifying. Whoa. How cool is this? Everything in here is wax. The floor, the walls. Look at this. This is wax. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And, and I will say, I was generally creeped out by a lot of stuff. Wade is being disrespectful. He lights a lighter. He's trying to, like, melt a figure. Wade is asking to be killed, essentially. I mean... He's sort of wax maniac. He should know better. And so, um... There's, wax maniac. I mean, and so, uh, Carly looks in the mirror, and she sees someone looking in from the outside. It is a person with a wax mask with long, dark hair. It looks like Tommy Wiseau, if his face was oh. <laughs> See, the hair is yeah. long, it's clearly a man's body, and uh, you cannot see the eyes. So I was like, is this his first role? Yes, as far as I can tell. Carly is immediately like, oh, oh you know, we gotta know, whatever, we gotta yeah. get out of here. Does, he, does Wade see it? Um, Wade sees it, and he's like, I'm gonna go outside and investigate. You stay inside. Absolutely nope. not. You don't stay in the house. Splitting up is not the thing I'm ever doing if I'm in these scenarios. So then we cut to, we, find, we see a man is in the basement. Making a bunch of stuff out of wax. And this is not a spoiler. A human being, like a regular human is making stuff. Yes. Okay. So eventually you find out the guy with the long hair and the wax mask, his name is Vincent. Of he course is, it is. He is a, he has learned, his mother is Trudy. He's been learning to make wax people since childhood. His brother is Bo. He's the guy who came out of the funeral. He's the one who runs a gas station. And Bo is something right with him. He's not wearing a wax mask. But... Moment. There's he ain't right. Mask on his heart, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, 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 they go, like, let's go wait at the gas station. You go to the gas station. Both like, oh, you know, actually, we don't have fan belts here. You have to come to my house. Do not go to a second location. Also, no one has a fan belt at their house if there's not one at a gas station. Exactly. They're like he is, they're like, he has everything but a 15 inch fan belt. He's like, oh, that's so funny. I have that at my house. Run, run into the fucking woods. Like, don't go. Yeah. So you go to his house, and you know what's going to happen. Of course, Carly waits in the car. And um, Wade and Bo go inside. And Wade's um, Achilles tendon immediately gets cut. Ow. And Wade is dragged in the basement by what we understand to be Vincent, the mask-wearing, long-haired sure. man. And um, he is turned into a wax man. He is injected with hot wax. He is sprayed with wax. He is Wait, so they inject? Alive. Yes. So not only is he sprayed with hot wax, which was in the trailer, he yes. inje- needles are injected into his skin, into his face, and wax is injected into him. Now, in real life, you just... That would kill you. 
I want to be clear, this is not scientifically. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, of course not. This is not. Yes. So Wade, this whole time, is being turned into a wax man. And Carly's in the car like, boy, Wade comes back. Where's our fan belt? So Bo comes back. And he, it's just like this dumb exchange where she's like, where's Wade? He's like, oh, I didn't come out. He's probably still in the bathroom. Meanwhile, cut to Wade being turned into a mannequin or whatever. Also, Wade dead. I Like, there's no way you can't come back from that. Yeah. We know once you get turned into a wax man. You're dead. Sorry, I feel that way. So way dead. Oh, so was that mannequin arm? Yes. In the in question. the raccoon pool. Yes. Um, not just that's not just like a department store lady. That's yes. probably a person who had been turned into. Weirdly, I think that is supposed to be a department store lady. <laughs> okay, well that's such a missed opportunity. You see her a missed opportunity. You see like a metal joint, but weirdly, yes. So everyone in the church, everyone you see in the town is know, wax. Is and wax. they don't move. They do not move. They are people that once were alive that were injected wax. Weirdly, for a little while, Wade is alive, but still injected with wax. But how do you fix that? I don't understand. I'm not a you can't. He will die eventually, obviously. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. So, uh, Bo comes out. He's like, oh, Carly, you know, you're so pretty. And uh, there's no human women. Because I turned all, me and my brother turned all the way. He didn't say this. I'm right. Just, it's like, like, boy, I have long times since I saw a woman. I didn't turn into a wax man. You're sure <laughs> pretty. And then, um. Wow, being alive and not full of wax is, like, vaguely attractive to me. And so it's probably because I never out. see it. So, Carly gets out and be like, I'm going to look for Wade. And she looks back at the truck and she realizes his tail lights out. So Bo, the brother, he's the one who was at the, the campsite. Interesting. So Carly tries to escape. She drops her phone. Fuck it. They have like a whole car chase, essentially. But, um, and she escapes from Bo. She's running or whatever. She runs to the gas station. Bo catches up with her and is 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 tying her up. You're assuming either to sexually assault her or turn her into a mannequin lady. Don't move. No, we need to. It's okay. <laughs> Stay still. Mm. Mm. It's a shame we have to close that pretty mouth of yours. Luckily, meanwhile, the four that were going to the football game, <clears throat> the traffic is so bad. And I don't know the traffic in Louisiana. I don't know the traffic in Louisiana. No, who could? I don't know. I don't know how it works. It, the tra- it's gridlock traffic and it's starting so late. Eventually, get to the point where, like, we're going to miss the game. We'll just go back and camp. We'll meet back up with Wade and Carly. We'll pick them up. We'll camp overnight and we'll go home in the morning. No one's been calling each other. Don't they all have phones? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Carly, at least we we know Carly has a phone and Blake has a phone. Okay. And Carly has been calling Blake. However, by the time that this has all been happening, Carly and, or Blake and Paris are making love. Ooh, in a car? No, so they've gotten back to the campsite. Okay. So they've gotten back to the campsite and then Nick, the twin brother, and his friend Dalton... Dalton is marked for death for the second we saw him. 
Obviously. So they're going to go into town and get Carly and uh, Wayne. Right. Meanwhile, Blake and Paris are going to stay and just fuck, you know? As they should. And so it's been, like, hours since we saw, like, he's like, we're going to stay here and make love. Cut to, come back to them. They're still both fully clothed, making out. I thought that was kind of sweet. I like that. I like the idea that, like, you guys, like, when we were saying, like, we're going to fuck, it's like, well, after three hours of heavy petting, we're going to make love. That sounds great, honestly. Honestly? It doesn't happen enough. I mean, you know? Exactly. We're, right, we're right to fucking all the time. Where's the romance? That, we should have taken that lesson. And that's why I'm watching it. I'm like, I only care about Blake and Paris. I mean, I they're the only people in this that I like. So she keeps trying to tell him, hey, I'm pregnant. I think I'm pregnant. Whatever. They, whatever. <laughs> right. But because they're about to make love, he doesn't notice the many calls that Carly's placing me. I mean, like, dear God, I think Wade's been turned into a wax man. I've been kidnapped by a psychopath. Those are important calls. Should have been a text. Exactly. Dalton, as far as I remember, immediately goes, is like, we'll split up and look. And Dalton immediately goes into the house of wax. Uh, Spoiler, you know what fucking happens in there. He is turned into a wax man. (laughs) And then Nick goes to the gas station and is able to, figures out what's going on, is able to, is basically fights Bo. Sure. And is able to rescue his sister, right? So, but we don't know exactly, uh, like, Bo's escaped. We don't know where Vincent is. And so Nick and Carly are like, we never should have come here. This is your fault. Like, they're arguing about, like, their lives and their right. relationships. Of course, so, like, as you should. like, twins and twins, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, twin shit's happening. Right. But you see that Nick is now going to step up and be, he's a dirtbag, but he's going to step up and be like, the, the hero in this scenario. Of course. And so... Wait, um, is Nick Chad Michael Murray? Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. And, um... I can tell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to step up and be that guy. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, you see Dalton... Well, because in the trailer, she's like, be careful. And he's like, I am being careful. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah, he's like carrying a baseball bat, like walking into the woods. You're like, eh. And so there's a lot of like moments where like you're gonna fight these two again, wax maniacs. Wax maniacs. With a fucking. There's no bat. wax in them, right? They're regular people. Vincent, the, the well, wears masks. Yeah, wears a mask made of wax. Okay. And you'll find out why in a little bit. Okay. So Dalton is of course beheaded and turned into a wax mannequin. So you know he did. Yeah. So then we're down to Carly and Nick who are in town, and then Blake and Paris. I don't need to. I don't need to tell you they're making love. Paris Obviously. has like a sexy little like strip tease. Yeah. Finally, get her her juicy couture. No. Um, jacket and, and bottoms, and that's it. Like, she doesn't get anywhere. Naked. All we see is Sam, like yeah. producer Sam had a distinct memory of seeing this movie for this reason. <laughs> but then like they cut they cut away. It's actually very chaste. Yeah. Um, and of course, Blake, the music stops playing, so Blake's like, I'm going to go check this out, goes outside, um, is immediately stabbed in the throat. Paris Hilton is chased into an abandoned sugar factory. Jesus Christ. And has, like, a pretty good, like, is doing her best, like, gets a pipe, tries to fight off. It's good for her. the wax mask guy. He, she's running on a grate, so he stabs the knife up into her heel, which is horrifying. And so finally, she's hiding, yada, yada, yada. Eventually, she, uh, you think that maybe she's escaped. He, um, Vincent, the wax maniac, yeah. takes a pipe, javelins it through a, a window, maybe two windows of a car, through Paris Hilton's skull oh, so she, into a chain link fence. She did. She did. She's murdered. Also, I just don't believe that a human man could throw. No. An or woman. And definitely not that's a, not, wa- and definitely not like a weird maniac, like, that's not, No. no. Right, it's not, yeah, if you were hypothetically, I'm trying to think of, like, who's the Michael Phelps of Jammers <laughs> Right, well, that's what I was thinking, is, like, I was like, yes, I think that the best lead pipe hurler, could of course, it. could maybe get to True. hit you exactly. square in the head. Not, but not, yeah, but not 
strace your no, skull. That's obviously, you I mean, the least realistic part of this movie. <laughs> and that's the only disgusting part. Like, I don't even mind. I like, it's like, okay, if you want to like have her be sexual and she's on board, that's yeah. fine in a horror movie. Literally, more disgusting part is you have Vincent, who has Dalton's um, video camera, recording her dead body in this, like, more, that part is, like, more salacious and, like, Ew. invasive, where it's, like, that's the part that's disgusting. It's not, like, oh, she's gonna fuck this, her boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. Ugh. So they did. So they're stranded out there. They don't know what to do. Um, so, so now we're down to Nick and Carly, the twins, right? Okay. So they're in town. Which is Chad Michael Murray and Alicia Cuthbert. Yes. And so they're, like, oh, we need to get your phone. The phone's in the truck which is back at Bo's house. Okay. No, what you do is you run into the fucking woods and you never come back. And you, you, never, you just keep running. going until you hit you, a ocean. A highway, a, a house, anything. anything. You keep going for days. You, you never go back. Go back to Bo's house. So he goes, of course it's not in there. It's like, well, we probably have to go into the house, either for the phone or to find Wade and Dalton, who, again, if this happens to me, I'm not looking, I am already dead. Yeah, do not look for me. Yeah. And so they go into the house and well, it's the showdown has begun, and we get a little bit of information, which is um, Vincent and Bo, the wax freaks, mm-hmm. were conjoined twins, and um, oh. we find out that they're so their mother is Trudy, the the famous yes. wax house of wax, wax and she's an incredible artist, and their dad is uh, who they refer to as Doc Sinclair, and he does um, surgery. Hang on, they use a very funny phrase. Um, they're like, he does surgery that no no human person would ever do. Oh, so and it's just like, what are you talking about? Like, what? what? Is that's not that's about? not a practice of medicine that anyone is is oh, here we go, focusing then. on. So he's driven out of the big city, which I'm assuming is New Orleans. It could be Lafayette, but some whatever. Could be Tallahassee. We don't yes. know. For doing surgeries, quote, stuff most doctors wouldn't dare do. What the fuck is that? What? That seems like a crime. So then they find photos and um, like newspaper clippings where he had done his own. So his sons were born, born conjoined, and Vincent's face was conjoined to the back of Bo's head, and so he separated oh, them. No. So that's why Vincent is wears um, a mask, right? Because he doesn't have a real face. Well, he has half a face. Does he? Yes. I mean, he has like the it's elements of a face. Well, you see it later. Oh, you do. Half of it's fine. Oh, so he's like the Phantom of the Opera? Exactly. It's a Phantom of the Opera situation. Also, no, <laughs> your, your standard Phantom of the Opera face. Yes. Also, no one's making him have that long hair or act like a psychopath. Like, right. There are people who are disfigured or deformed. Or who or live their lives like normal human beings. Yeah, it is because they like, are. Oh, you have to create an insane house of wax full of dead corpses that you, whatever. No. But the implication is like the dad was crazy, the mom was crazy, the mother's uh, wax sculptures, and the dad being a crazy surgeon combined to make them into these, you know, yes. psychopathic things. Yes. And they find out, like, Bo, the, the non-disfigured uh, yeah. twin, is sort of, like, the more dominant, aggressive Well, one. he was the one who's fine. Yes. Whereas the other one is, exactly. like, just... You don't have a fucking excuse. Not that, again, not that if someone is dis- disabled anyway, that means you're a lot of people. <laughs> I'm just saying, you definitely can't pe- kill people if you're just, like... If a you're regular, a regular guy. How dare you? So, so you, it's twin versus twins. So, of course, they, uh, um, Nick and Carly finally try to escape, and you realize that the basement of their house is connected to the House of Wax across Got the street. So they go into, and that's the thing, it's like when you go into Vincent's lair where he makes the wax people, I've always said this, it's really dangerous to have just cauldrons of like of hot wax. of gallons of hot wax. Yeah. You, you, you know what? You do always say this. And I'm always like, Hallie, you're a broken record. I know, but I just want to point out because this is a good example of like, also like you live in a small town, where did you order those cauldrons from? 
And where's the wax from? There's just so many questions. This is before Amazon. Now he would just go to Amazon. Right, of course. You could get a cauldron on Amazon and one day shipping. And so um, Nick knocks over one of the cauldrons of wax and it starts a fire. And so they're able to escape from their house up into the house of wax. However, there's now a fire. Which means for the last 20 minutes in this movie, the house of wax is melting all around them. Because the house is also made of wax. It's all made of wax. Which is in the trailer. And what's fun about it is, I looked it up, and they said that the wax, like, effect, it's all peanut butter. So imagine everyone's like, no way! And that's actually, like, I love that idea. So they That is fun. And so they're trying to escape or whatever. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you... Yeah, yeah, there's a whole thing. Carly and Vincent, the disfigured guy, and his mask is now melting, and it's so hot because of the fire. And so you're seeing his real... Yes. And and she's like, you know, you don't have to do this. Like, your brother made you do this. You're an artist. Your mother wouldn't want you. An artist. You're like, good arguments. You're playing the ego. Unfortunately, he still wants to stab and murder them. So um, (laughs) they have to kill, essentially, Nick and the the twins, um, Vincent and uh, Bo. But Nick and Carly are still standing, but they still have to escape this melting house of wax. Eventually, they're able to paw through the outer walls. The whole thing is made of wax. The whole effect is really great. Like, I love all the melting, like, figures. Like, everyone falling into molten pools of wax. I think that was super fun. They're able to escape, cut you the next morning. And the police have finally come because they saw all this wax. They're like, wow. You know. Truth is, this town's hard as hell to get to. It's been abandoned 10 years, ever since that sugar mill shut down. Hell, it ain't even on the map anymore. We found all those cars in that old factory. Those Sinclair boys have been pulling people off the interstate for years. If it wasn't for all the smoke from the fire, we wouldn't have even known. This really is a story about small-town America. Yeah. And it's like, wow, Wade, you weren't willing to move to New York, but, like, what's, what's worse? Dying in this small Drowning town. Drowning in, small, in a small-town nightmare. Or that... working for Inside Magazine. Yeah. Like, grow up. Just you know go I mean? be part of the big... Big magazine. Exactly. <laughs> so finally they're leaving and, um, but then finally one tiny detail where it's like, well, it wasn't just the twin. They, the family didn't just have these two twins. They had a third brother. And of course the third brother is the crazy uh, roadkill driver. Obviously. Right. So you're not like a surprise. You're like, oh, the one other guy we met who's totally insane. Absolutely. Right. The other living human that's in this area. Yeah, of course they're related. Exactly. But Carly and Nick survived their, their, um, so they're okay. their relationship has been mended Everyone else, super dead. The two main Psycho Brothers, dead. Okay. And then the roadkill driver, uh, alive to kill again, I guess. So, you know, the possibility of a future for him. Exactly. So what are, you, what are your feelings about this? I How feel like I could know? watch this movie. Yes, I'm being honest. Could. Like, I, I really could. Grisly, There's stuff is fun. I almost feel like the grisliness of, like, some of the crimes or the, like, murders or whatever, like, isn't, like, because that's never the thing that I'm, like, so, like, I'm not big on jump scares. I'm not big on, like, suspense and, and, like, terror. So, like, just, like, violence, like, that's kind of nothing. (laughs) So I feel like I could watch this. And there were a lot of, like, fun, like, audio cues where, like, they'll cut to, like, one of the songs, which I remember when this came out was Harmar Superstar. Do you remember him? Yes, of course. Harmar Superstar, and it was Karen O from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yes. Very Ugh, what a fucking legend. Cut Me Up, which is a fucking great That's fun. Song. So, like, it would be, like, these moments where it's, like, they just cut to, like, a fun song that you knew. Oh, that's like, great. Yes. But I like that this is, like, a real, like, this movie is, like, very, uh, like, ingratiated in, like, the era, the pop culture Ooh. moment that it exists Ooh. in. It knows what it is. It knows what it is, and to the point where you're like, wow, they actually don't spend that much time in the House of Wax. 
Like, there's right. a lot of different scares that are all kind of fun. Good for this movie. Good for Paris Hilton, honestly. She, I, I would, I, I would watch this movie again, Snow, with you guys. Like, yeah. You know I mean? Like, I'd watch yeah. it's, 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 I definitely want to watch it high. Exactly. Is it the best movie ever? No. Is it a horror movie that's super fun? Absolutely. I, I mean, so on the, on the spookiness rating, you know, where what are you giving it based on whatever one scale? Out, one out of five spookies. One out of five. Just the moments where, like, there's work. definitely scare. I mean, like, yes. wax is scary. It's fun. Tommy Wiseau looking figures are but scary. <laughs> when you see like him stalking Paris Hilton, like that's a great sequence. Like, yeah. it's generally like, oh no. If I was in the situation, I would. For but sure the not. overall vibe of this film is not. Like, it's more fun. Yeah. In like a scream. Is way. it a romp? It's almost a romp. It's almost a romp. I think it's a romp. It's a bit of a romp. It's a bit of a romp. If you're someone where like, I can handle that kind of movie, it's that kind of movie. Okay. I think I can handle, I, I would say, of all the films we've talked about. Yes. I this would, is the only one I can access, uh, like excessively watch. It, it's, it knows what it is. It's not tongue-in-cheek, but it is like, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Um, and, and the moral of the story, I think, is honestly like, we as a nation have do not know how to deal with the death of economy in small town America. We have failed small town America. Absolutely. And the the uh, industries within them. And when we do that, uh, people are able to come to power that otherwise there would be a population, there would be other things. I guess in some ways this This is, is a sociological study. Right. And had there had they had the, the sugar factory that wasn't just filled with dead bodies, including Paris Hilton's Maybe they they could have stood a chance, but unfortunately, they only have the house of wax. When you rely on one industry and that industry collapses, you know, you got to go work for InStyle Magazine. This is about outsourcing. Right. Also, I love an internship at InStyle Magazine. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Who is sponsored by InStyle I know the editor's there. What are we doing? We got to call them. Uh, well, it was a pleasure to ruin this movie. I, I really enjoyed hearing all about it and also drinking about it. Uh, well, guys, um, hope you enjoyed us ruining this movie for you. Yes. Again, if you have a movie you'd like us to ruin, please let us know. I'm on, on Twitter at Halle Kiefer. And I'm on Twitter at Allison Leidy. And you can tell us there what other movies you want us to ruin for you. Wax on, wax on. <laughs> Shut up. What else is coming up with you? <laughs> Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last.